So I think it's all about give me the right content right when I need it and don't make it difficult or remove the barriers for entry. And I think that's the combination that makes it work so well. Hey, what's up? This is Corey Dion Lewis, clinical health coach and host of the Healthy Project podcast. Now, the research shows that social determinants can have a greater impact on your health more than healthcare or lifestyle choices. The purpose of this podcast is to discuss how to improve health and reduce health inequity by speaking to healthcare professionals, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs. Now, if you're enjoying the podcast, give it a review. Or you can also make a donation to The Healthy Project using the link in the description. It takes 30 seconds and it's super easy. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Now let's get started. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Healthy Project Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Dion Lewis. Uh, I have a great guest in the building today. I have Michael Boiner. Boiner. CEO of Engage Technologies, a medtech company utilizing short form video content uh, to educate and engage patients. Michael, thank you so much for being with me today. I really appreciate it. Corey, pleasure to be with you. Appreciate all your work there at The Healthy Project. Yes, thank you so much. Well, you know, before we get into uh, patient education, which is something near and dear to my heart, uh, how about you tell the people a little bit more about yourself and, you know, what gets you up in the morning? You bet. Well, I I tell you, one of the things that gets me up in the morning is the opportunity to add value to people's lives by transferring timely wisdom to them in the course of their healthcare journey. Um, In the the course of my career, I've had the interesting intersection to work with developing software as well as high-end content. And so we uh, spent a number of years working with best-selling authors and experts on marriage and parenting and leadership. And it's amazing what you find is when people are kind of hit with the right wisdom at the right point in their life, it can really add immense value to be a better leader, a better parent, a better husband or wife, et cetera. And so when you apply that to healthcare and um, the environment of health itself, it's amazing how much joy it brings you when you can help transform lives by giving people wisdom right when it counts to really add value to their individual journeys. Yeah. And you said something about at the at the point of, of care. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, what does Engage do? And I, I know, you know, I know they do that really, really well. So can you explain to the people, you know, uh, what does that look like? Sure. So at Engage Technologies, we believe in the simple premise that making things simple allow us to be able to do something for the patient journey that is really something we've always wanted. And so when it comes to uh, someone who's just been diagnosed with a particular disease or an illness, or they're going through a surgical process, let's say they're getting a hip replacement. Well, there's so much information, so much of a literacy gap between the patient knows and what the doctor knows, that creates this huge knowledge gap, which is very difficult on operational efficiencies for practice. And it's also very difficult on the patient because you've got high levels of anxiety. If you're told you're diagnosed with a particular issue, well, that's the moment when you're leaned in. We call that height of interest, time of need. So how do you put or arm or equip that patient with something that's going to really help them understand what they're about to go through? Because now we kind of default to going to Dr. Google. And I'm pretty sure, Corey, Dr. Google's an oncologist because we all end up with cancer. (laughs) So what we believe is the doctor that you have that trusted relationship with, it really empowers the patient if the doctor can put you on an information therapy, an information journey right away. 
And so when you look at the biggest mass consumer behavioral shifts, it's the move to mobile first. And we all have that mobile phone in our pockets. Second, we all love short videos as a way to explain or educate us on any topic. The problem is if something complex, 90 seconds just doesn't cut it. And so we created a methodology we call an arc of engagement, a short sequence of 90 second videos all put together where you can continue to hit next and watch the next short episode that explains what you're going through. And then the last big consumer shift uh, is, is this interesting thing we have going on, the phenomenon of the world of text. If you ask just about anyone in the world, how would they pre- prefer to be communicated with? They'll mostly tell you SMS. I use text all the time. Text me. <clears throat> text is interesting because it doesn't have the chaos and the spam of email. It doesn't have the never-ending river of social media. And it also has the promise of brevity. And no matter how busy you are, most everyone is set up to be inbox zero. We keep our text, you know, almost we have a Pavlovian connection to it. It dings Mm -hmm. right there. So we brought all three of those interesting behavioral preferences into a technology that we call MOBIT, which stands for mobile intelligence. And that allows us to be able to communicate between provider and patient by using a mobile phone and the power of a text delivery system. And then our CRM is interoperably connected with our proprietary technology stack. So it actually drips video content to the patient right when they need it. So if you're diagnosed, the doctor can say, hey, I'm going to send you a text, or you can actually use your phone and text or scan. And that brings it into our proprietary text-based communication platform. And now it delivers short form video content that explain exactly what you need to know, pre-consult, post-consult, you get a surgery date, and it drips you all the pre-operative information you need. It's a week before, here's what you need to stop start doing. It's three days before, make sure your bag is ready. Hey, it's the night before, don't eat after midnight. Good morning, post-op. It's the day after surgery. Here's how you should be feeling. Hey, it's three days after. Here's what the surgical site should look like. If it looks like this, it's normal. If not, tap below and please give us a call. So it's like you're having your hand um, held all the way across that patient experience. And so it's a really neat way to be able to have that patient lower their anxiety, dramatically increase the consistency of messaging across that continuum of care, And guess what it does for the doctor? They don't have to explain the same old things day in, day out, all day. They also don't have to worry as much about hallway amnesia or the white coat syndrome. And so now you have something that's consistently explaining in a very nurturing, sincere way exactly what the patient needs, as well as to their family members right when they need it. Yeah. And and that's and that's a that's a big thing, Michael, because I can I can see what I know from experience from the moment a patient is given information about whatever insert surgery or insert whatever it is by the time they hear it to by the time they get home and you ask them what happened it's like they don't know it's like i don't know you know so this it sounds like this what you're doing is allowing them to it's, it's like a refresher like oh, okay that that is right and it, it keeps them engaged and aware of what's going on so there's there's no there's really no surprise that's exactly right and In the continuum of, let's say, for example, a hip replacement surgery, um, we have a whole sequence of content that walks them through that journey over the course of several weeks. And so we had one of our team members go through and actually write down in all, I think it's 22 short videos, how many things does the patient need to know, understand, or be aware of? Turns out it's 137 items. Mm. So you're talking about a huge volume of information 
that's never easy to consistently explain because you have various humans doing that across multiple days, weeks, months. And also many times doctors, because they have to say the same thing all day long, it turns into more of a monotone explanation, which is sometimes hard to decide what's really important, what's not. So it's a terrific way for that patient to know they're going to be covered. And in our company, we have this interesting kind of Venn diagram between beautiful storytelling, high-end technology, and specific domain knowledge of the individual market verticals. So we serve in optometry, ophthalmology, dentistry, orthopedic surgery, plastic surgery, dermatology, and pharmaceuticals. And so each of those environments has a tremendous gap of literacy between patient and provider. But what we found is if you design the story by listening to the doctors who deal with the patients, we do this beautiful content arc where we whiteboard all of the very important information by spending hours and hours and hours with the doctors explaining that entire patient journey. And then we take that, that map of the clinical and emotional journey, and we map it into our mobile intelligence software and then put it in terms of content that's delivered right at that moment. So that combination really makes content that we can measure because the great thing is we have the analytics of knowing what people are watching, how much they're binging it, et cetera. And each of our libraries so far, the, the metrics are off the charts because they're watching it to completion, they're binge watching it, but it's primarily because we've done a lot of listening beforehand so we can make sure we meet their need right when they need it. Right. And, and that lead that kind of kind of leads into my next question is when it comes to patient education, is it the messaging? Or is it the participation from the the patient? Because you can have all the great information and, and all the good stuff, but if the the patient isn't listening or if um, they don't understand, so they immediately kind of clock out. You know, where where where's the the middle ground? Is is it the messaging is the issue or the concern? Is it the participation? Is it both? Like, like what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a great question because I think it falls into two camps. The first is content that's highly relevant and extremely engaging. Now, it's relevant the moment you're told you're diagnosed. Now, if you were told you're diagnosed with type 2 diabetes six months ago, and now six months later, someone wants to give you patient education, you're kind of beyond it now. You've already delved deeply into it, and you're kind of up to speed, and so you're not nearly as interested in learning. But that moment, that day that you're diagnosed, that's when all of a sudden you're leaned in extraordinarily. The second kind of component though, is how accessible is this information? So many uh, payers, many insurance companies, providers have patient portals. Well, patient portals are famously underutilized because of one term that we like to use and that's friction. Most people don't wanna manage another password. They don't, can't remember. In fact, the number one feature on a patient portal, they tell me is the password reset feature. <laughs> Because it's just such a pain to remember to deal with it. Plus, you have to also remember to stop your day, go log in, and go find the information that's necessary. So we call that the pull strategy. Pull people into an app, into a portal. And what's tough is they're beautifully designed. They're very valuable. It's just it's difficult to get someone to go through the pain of dealing with them on a regular, consistent basis. So our philosophy is to reverse polarity and make it all about push content delivering it or pushing directly to the patient right when they need it and also design it into a specific arc that goes into their life pre and post-op, you know, et cetera, but deliver it through the means they're already used to. And the real breakthrough with our technology and the reason we're growing so rapidly is because we have proprietary technology that our clients, our fortune of 500 clients tell us no one else in the market 
has anything like what our proprietary technology offers. So we're able to actually deal with white label personalization of the practice, delivery through mobile, but there's no login. There's no app to download. There's no password to manage. There's no email to deal with. And so we have a different way that we've been able to make the unique identifier become the cell phone number, which goes into our CRM. And that's what we use to track what they do and don't do, as well as all the analytics to the individual patient connected to the practice. So I think it's all about give me the right content, right when I need it, and don't make it difficult or remove the barriers for entry. And I think that's the combination that makes it work so well. But you have right. to have both. Absolutely. No, that, that makes sense. How has this affected um, or has have this in, improved the, the trust that the patient has with that provider or that healthcare organization? Have you gotten any information or, or what, what does that trust factor look like now that they have this, um, this link or this connection with the education? Yes. An- another great question because we actually measure that. So we ask the patients on behalf of the doctor. And again, what's important to remember is engage really is here to serve. And so everything we do is white labeled to the practice, to the hospital, to the pharma company, to the manufacturer. So it looks like they invented it. No one knows we're here. So we actually help the providers send questions, or we can actually ask for questions along the way of this video journey, with again, without a login. And so what we see in the measurements are a couple of things. One, the patients love the content because we've brooded over it to make sure it really hits the mark because we're listening to the doctors and the patients. Secondly, we're finding that they ask questions like, hey, can I actually get more content? Can I get it more often? Can I get longer videos? It's amazing how desperately they want more information because you're doing a phenomenal job as a provider, providing it to them right when it matters. Mm-hmm. And so that's not just at the moment of diagnosis, it's at the moment when you know this medication or whatever the protocol may co- uh, call for is actually doesn't make you feel very good for the first three days. Well, you have to know that. And so if you let them know, hey, it's the third day, you should be coming at it now, you're gonna be feeling better on the fourth day. So by being with them all the way throughout, the patients love the fact that it's kind of a concierge um, relationship to that patient using that phone that they love without all the hassle of apps, et cetera. But we measure patient sentiment feedback and the, the numbers are always shockingly off the charts but I think that has to do with the fact that we work really hard to listen to the doctors on exactly when they should be engaged all the way through their journey. Right. No, no, I, that, I, I can see that. Is it, I, I feel like it would be almost in, um, an environmental thing as well. Like they can, they can consume this information. They just, they just been giving a, a diagnosis and they can consume this information maybe in the comfort of their home where they're relaxed um, and not, I, it's almost like they're shell shocked. They're in, they're in the, they're in an office with a doctor and people already have anxiety about going to the hospital. So now they have this, um, they get this diagnosis and they're, they're giving all this information. It's kind of hard to pay attention in, in that type of environment. So w- would you, would you agree that maybe that may have something to do with it as well, as far as being able to consume in the comfort of your own home? Absolutely. And that's really important because often when you're diagnosed and you're sitting there on that, you know, thin piece of paper on the exam room and you're told the the example, hey, you have cancer or you've now got type 2 diabetes or you've got hepatitis C, whatever it may be. It's a lot like being punched in the nose and you're kind of ringing your bells wrong and it's really hard. Your mind goes a hundred different places and the last thing you're able to pay a lot of attention to are complex words coming out of the doctor's mouth. So sometimes the ability to drip, drip that content to them after they've gone home and that kind of emotional swelling has gone down. And now the emotion of listening 
and learning is high, but the content also is tone matched to where they are in their journey. And so that's why the host in these guided journeys are walking you through this yellow brick road of information, but they're doing it with empathy and care and sincerity. So that's another reason why I think it works so powerfully. And because it's coming from that trusted source, this isn't coming off of Google. This is coming from your right. doctor. And we build the content so it's universal. So we use, we don't use um, every single doctor from the practice. That would be too much uh, challenge around scale. So we actually use content that we can wrap the doctor's brand around it. So it looks like the doctor created it, but the doctors don't have to be in the content if they don't want to be at all. We do have the ability to drop them into the workflow if they'd like to personally be on. But I think that's a real key piece for that for that patient. But I'd also say uh, the the caregivers, the spouses, the husbands, um, the um, uh, the wives, as well as um, you know uh, caregivers of family members or friends, we have it set up so that it can also be sent to the caregiver. And so the first video, for example, in our orthopedic library says, "Hey, you are a champion for giving care to your friend or loved one that they said that you would be participating in their care. We want to thank you for that." we're going to show you a sequence of short videos that'll show you how to best care for your loved one going through their knee replacement or their, you know, shoulder surgery, whatever it may be. And that's a really powerful thing we did a number of years ago for hepatitis C patients. Because if you live with someone who has hep C and you share, let's say a shaving razor, you'll give them hep C, mm. major problem. And so we built a whole content arc specifically for that person. And it opened with, hey, as someone living with a patient that has hepatitis C, you have your own journey to consider. And we're here for you as well. So we're going to help educate you on what to better understand. So it's kind of a really powerful way, not only for the patient, but also for the people they love around them to get the same information at the right moments. Right, right. What are some some barriers to patient education that you um, that you found out going through this process? Well, I think we, we hit one key one, and, and that is simply the barriers of technology. It's just too much of a pain to go mm-hmm. in and create these portals and download apps, et cetera. Um, another piece is patients often haven't known exactly where to go. So when you Google search something, mm. thousands of pages come up. So your signal to noise ratio is off the charts. And so that's one of the reasons why we love this concept of being able to put a patient on a journey specifically from their doctor that's been pre-vetted for them. And then each of our uh, specific pieces of content below each episode, we have the ability to do deep links. Sometimes it's a great opportunity to tap the link below and go see a longer speech or a longer piece of research on that particular topic. But uh, I think another you know, key barrier when it comes to patients is they're not always sure exactly what facet to research and where to take it. And so that's why having something that the doctor can prescribe to them in an information journey along with a, a therapeutic or surgical journey is such a great complement together. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Because I can... Um, I can see, or I, I I've known this. Ha- this is this is very common, as as we've talked about earlier. People going to to Google, but you don't even really know what websites to trust. You know, you could right. go to a website, and it, it could be some guy spewing out conspiracies about something that you're going through, and they're giving you all of the wrong information. Or is it? There's just there's so much noise out there. It could it can be dangerous at times. It really can. And, you know, it's kind of the wild west on the, the web that way. And another problem besides just bad uh, information or adjacent to things that are, you know, just not accurate is the squirrel factor. You went there for one reason, but then they're always pushing things to you that distract you to go look at. And suddenly you've wasted a lot of time and gotten way off track in the first place. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Michael, 
thank you so much for being on the podcast with me today. I really appreciate it. I, I learned a lot of there. There's so much about patient education that we can improve on. And it, it really, I really believe that engage is on to something here where you're, we can streamline health education. So and it just cuts out a lot of noise and people can feel more confident when they go into whatever their, their journey is. So um, thank you so much for your time. If anybody listening wanted to learn more about Engage Technologies, you know, connect with you, where, where can they find you? You bet. Well, Corey, thank you for all your work. They can find us at EngageTG, as in technologygroup.com. Awesome. Well, Michael, again, thank you so much for your time. Uh, and everyone, thank you so much for listening to the Healthy Project Podcast. I'll highlight you next time.